is Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music, being black in the profession. With Florence Price playing in the background. Hey. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Hey. <laughs> Why are you like this? Like, ugh. Okay. Um, what do you have to say for the intro? We don't plan the intro. It's literally just whatever we say. Yeah, I don't know what's happening right now. So, <laughs> so sometimes, because sometimes it feels weird to just be like, Trap is playing the background. So, when is this week? We yeah. Be like, mm-hmm. I mean, in recent news, your flight got canceled. So, at least we get to oh, do this. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, I feel like I was talking to somebody and they said they didn't know that we record from not sitting in the same room sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is good because we don't sound like we're far at away. All. Like, we sound like we're in the same room. Mm-hmm. Um, trifling works over FaceTime, so right. So <laughs> mainly from your end. But. What I said, mainly from your end. Meanwhile, you got a robot arm to hold your mic because you too bougie to hold the mic. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, I'm not gonna be holding no mic. Katie thinks she's the freaking queen of Scotland or something. Of Scotland. Like, yep. Scotland. Yes, Scotland. I, well, because I don't want to hold my mic. And among other things, but yes. Among other things, like what? This is not what the hell is about, but yes. Among other things, like what? Like, among other things. Like, it's not about, not what? about this. It's not what the show is about. You see, because I feel like people know, like, that's not true. It is, but okay. Um, news this week. Oh, thank God. All right. And I chose a country that doesn't already have a queen. I mean, so you can take over and. Kiss said Jamaica. Jamaica doesn't have a queen. Not anymore. I mean, I could have, but I didn't want to. Yeah, that would have made. I mean, the whole thing, the whole notion, doesn't make sense. But it would have made a little bit more sense. Well, can't make sense out of nonsense. So. Exactly. Which are your actions that I'm trying to make sense? But of. what is the freaking news? What is the news? News this week. There's been appointed a new queen. You're trash. You're freaking trash. Don't know how so. Okay, um, in news this week, actor Damon Gupton, um, okay, wow, <laughs> he has been named the first ever principal guest conductor of the Cincinnati Pops. Okay, um, right. Uh, he, oh, they found somebody. I was sitting. Oh, I didn't know they was looking. You know, I was. I was, I was just about to say, you know, I don't keep up with news, but I'm literally. Literally, <laughs> my whole job of the freaking show is to keep up with news. <laughs> you know, I've, been, I've been sending it to my people. I'm like, I'm news. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. Well, yeah, he's. I, actually... I went right to Jonathan, but also, like, Pops, you know, Jonathan's supposed to be at least LSO if they can afford him. Yeah. <laughs> right, so. Um, he's, I guess, best known for playing a detective on the superhero TV series Black Lightning. Um, yeah, that's at first I was like, wait, like, I know, but there's an interview with him here, like on the page that I'm going to link in the description. Um, and they said like, one of the questions was like, so you've had this dual career, most of your adult life. What came first, Hollywood or the concert stage? I was like, oh, so he like, he do this. Yeah. Like, apparently he said that initially he wanted to be like, like John Williams, like, um, he said that he did his undergrad in music ed at University of Michigan. Oh, right. Okay. I was like, oh, so he was doing this, like <laughs> he went right. Because at first I was like, oh, they found some famous person to yeah. That's what I thought too. Pops orchestra. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But I was like, oh, like he's like 
you know Mm -hmm. um he said that he had an ex-girlfriend that went to aspen um and she encouraged him to apply to for their conductor program with david zimmon and you know david zimmon is always up here at eastman um, oh, he, that dude! Yeah, yeah he like comes every, to do, yeah a concert year. Like, every year. I think last year was the last year he's doing it. Oh, really? So, yeah, he's probably like I'm tired. Like, <laughs> cause her, him and Renee Fleming be here every year. Yeah, be like, like Renee Fleming. I'm like, when was she here last week? She yeah, she's here multiple times. Like, I was like, so I'm I mean, like, don't that take away the effect? I mean, I never knew who she was. Yeah, I mean, um, apparently but, she's that girl. Yeah, um, but he was studying with uh David Zimmerman, and he said Zimmerman was was serious about him and then he had a fellowship with the league of american orchestras like okay. right um he did a couple assistantships with orchestras and then he went back to um acting and then like now he's doing both i was like you better come on do a career right okay you being a rocket scientist on the side I'm not smart enough to even approach that rocket science oh you, you must think i'm isaiah okay well Meanwhile, he invented the rocket. Right, so. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> yeah, but so go check him out. He's gonna be conducting the Cincinnati uh, Pops. He has a three-year contract. Okay. Right. I was like, Ooh. does the Cincinnati Pops play all year, or is it just like a Christmas um, type thing, and then some Fourth of July joint, and then no, they they have some other um other concerts because his contract begins in September. He's conducting the John Williams soundtrack to Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. And that's going to be September 6th to 8th. Um, so it's going to be projected on the big screen. I know you'll love that. Oh, they love that. Sustainability at its finest. <laughs> but in the in defense of Cincinnati, they, they're doing a lot. Yeah. Like they have a fellowship program, mm-hmm. a pretty robust one. They're picking like five people at one time per year. Mm-hmm. Like per year. Per yeah. year. And they have alternates like. They got a lot going on in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to lead four programs during the 2019-2020 season, which includes the New Year's Eve, New New Year's, okay, New Year's Eve, a program, the annual Classical Roots concert, which is on March 6th, and um, the pop sh- a pop show with Bruce Hornsby, um, and the Noisemakers, which is on April 14th. Oh, you're excited. Anniversary. Oh, I forgot. I kind of blocked that out. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, that was my title too, the noisemaker. He um, has guests. He has guests conducted it with the not, Pops four times it was, it was since not the title. 2014. Wasn't the subtitle at all, including not a, a little bit? 2017 not like concert a little, with Smokey no, Robinson. He's not guest even. conducted a Pops. <laughs> Four times since 2017, <laughs> including a 2017 concert. I mean, since 2014. See, look at you. Look at me doing what? Look at you distracting me. You Ask, talked over me the whole I'm time. Asking you a question. Including a 2017 concert with Smokey Robinson. I hope you know you're embarrassing yourself right now. <laughs> I'm trying to ask you a question. Like, I just want to know. No. Thank you. That's all you have to say. I mean, I disagree. But, see? Keep playing. That was it. Intermission. Oh, for real? Yes. Oh, well, congratulations. What's his name again? I don't remember. Meanwhile, I literally had to scroll up to see. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Damon Gupton. Okay, Gupton. What he look like? Single for you. Anyway, so then remember, he said ex-girlfriend was at Aspen. I mean, he so. did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I should be a mess. No, he's old, though. 
He's not old, but like he's like too old for you. How old is he? Forty six. But you have a particular age, remember? I am a particular age. He's still particularly twenty years older than you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so intermission this week, um, I was scrolling on Facebook and I saw um this post that one of my uh what does my mom say? One of my schoolmates from high school. <laughs> Um, did and it's kind of you probably once I describe it like a lot of you would know what I'm talking about so um, he said like a rapper that I think is overrated is way overrated wow um, he said Biggie a rapper that I think is underrated is Drake but this is Dylan not me because <laughs> I would never say Drake is underrated <laughs> oh well, wait I read this wrong he's okay he said that Drake is underrated yeah that's what you said I disagree. Oh, yeah, wait, wait, no. I agree. Wait, not confused. You read it correctly for sure. Okay. But you're saying you do think he's underrated? I don't think uh, No, even underrated. then, even because I don't think he's underrated. I think yeah. the girls. I think he's appropriately rated. Like, he's wildly yeah. famous. But like, I take that back. I mean, I still agree people have to say stuff. Like, if someone said Drake was overrated, I'll be like, I think you're just saying that just to say that he's, because everybody likes Drake. Exactly. Yeah. But I got confused for a second. A rapper, he likes the baby. Rapper. I secretly like Jaden Smith. He said this Lizzo count. Favorite rapper of all time, J. Cole. I agree with that. And then the gold, Jay-Z slash Drake. So I took these and I put um, from him and I put them for classical music. And I also made, I asked Delaney to pick um, another genre to do as well. So maybe let's start with the other genre with these same questions. And then we'll do classical last. Okay, so what genre did you pick? So I've picked a sort of a joint like it's kind of two genres in one but um i picked soul slash r&b um oh dang i didn't put nobody i forgot to put somebody from overrated overrated yeah okay so i forgot to put somebody from overrated we'll see if i circle back and remember someone it's because we were talking about how it's hard to pick someone who's overrated in a genre because you said pick your favorite genre of music Mm -hmm. so if it's my favorite genre like odds are i like a lot of the popular people yeah you know so it's not like i'll be like that person ain't even really that good like you know for me like i i didn't pick rap but if i did like i think i think Nicki Minaj is overrated mm, even then i just don't like her but maybe to say that she's yeah i can't think of a rapper that's overrated like a female rapper that's overrated yeah anyway yeah keep going it's, it's hard mm. yeah it is hard um yeah, I have no idea who will be overrated. But anyway, um underrated, I put Jamie Foxx. I've oh, this for absolutely. so freaking long. Like absolutely. <laughs> like me and my, me and my sister, we stand. Like Jamie Foxx is the most I feel like he's one of the most underrated artists, period. Because when you think yeah, about when you think about Jamie Foxx and like his career, like most people have their thing and then like they kind of branch out like Beyonce has been in a couple movies when I see Beyonce act I'm not like this is terrible I'm gonna throw up but she's not a good actress she's not a good actress at all so okay <laughs> she's not a good actress like but and you know that Beyonce's thing is performing yeah um but Jamie Foxx is a bunch of different things. He does them all very well. All well. Like, he's a comedian. He's a singer. He's a musician. He's an actor. Like, and he can do all of those things, like, like so, 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 so well. Like, can't tell me he's not a great actor. 
like have you seen Ray? Have you heard him sing? Like he just I mean, underrated all around. Um artist I like, I put Usher. Um, mainly really? for his older stuff yeah. because Confessions is one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, every song on Confessions goes like yeah, um okay. artists I see I'm nervous when you said that I would say something. <laughs> I wouldn't say that this is a secret. It is a person that is problematic. Um, and I put Chris Brown. See, you know what's interesting about Chris Brown? After that Rihanna thing and then several other things. Right. Um, <laughs> not as terrible as Rihanna, but like in the same circle. He bounced back. And I feel like I feel like not a lot of artists can say that they did that. Like Chris Brown, like in he has a new song out called No Guidance, like, with Drake. I love that song. Like, Chris Brown, he's terrible, but, like... Yeah, he was like a snow gorilla. You hear that? You hear that, Garrett? Like, <laughs> that was Delaney. Okay, run it back if you need to. <laughs> I don't agree. I mean, I don't think he's fine. Like, the girls, like, these... I do not like, find I, Chris Brown attractive at all. And he's a crackhead now, so... Oh, he smokes crack. I mean, he kind of looks it. Well, I don't know if he smokes crack, but he, he does something. And it shows, so... Yeah, whatever he's doing, it, it shows. But, like... He's very interesting to me, but I don't. I don't mind Chris Brown. I'm like, I mean, as you know, I don't. I have no idea what Chris Brown has done since the Rihanna thing because that was a little bit around the time where I just stopped listening to recent music. Mm-hmm. I know, I do know, because he came up. I know a couple of things he did after that because yeah, I mean, freaking Strip came out and uh and I think yeah three times like that 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 album after I think maybe the two albums after I know. Um, also, Chris Brown cranks out music, so... He, his albums be, like, 20 tracks and stuff yeah. like that. Also, like, I don't care for a lot of Chris Brown's music because they're all, like, sex tutorials. See, before... But before they weren't. They weren't before. Because I don't really know any Chris Brown songs that are like that. I'm talking about, like, early Chris Brown. No, I early... I love... I love early Chris Brown. But now now he seems like he kind of... Like, now... I don't mind him. Like, no guidance. You should listen to it. Mm. Like, it's, like, it's about, like... So he's talking about a girl, but it's like you don't really need me. He's like you got a bag and right. like you got a bag and now you wildin' like flaws and all. I love you, all. love them all. To me, you're perfect. Like it's like it's a nice thing. I don't wanna play no games, play no games. Go around give you my lesson. No, you tired of the same damn thing. Yes. You got it, girl. You got it. It's nice. So, um, then for my fave, I put Mint Condition, who is my favorite band. Um, like an art, R&B, neo-soul type of situation. Um, most of their popular songs are, like, from before I was born. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, they're still, like, technically together, but, like, their lead singer is, like, I mean, I'm proud of him because they did a that show, like, Behind the Bands or something like that. Um, and oh, yeah. he gets like in their contract or whatever like he gets paid the same amount as everyone but he's the only person that's like i get like i don't know i feel like you could you could put anybody behind him mm-hmm. you know like not saying that y'all instruments y'all ain't nothing but he plays like three instruments in the band and is the lead singer 
And, like, everyone else in the band is like, oh, this is our drummer, this is our pianist, this is our, Mm -hmm. you know? And not to say that they ain't nothing, but, like, at the same time, it's like, you would think that he might get paid a little bit more than them. Mm -hmm. Because you, like, he he sometimes plays saxophone and sometimes playing guitar while he's singing and playing piano while he's singing, you know? Mm -hmm. But, no, he's like, no, we all getting paid the same. But, yeah, I mean, I might could give y'all a playlist if y'all want one for Mint Condition because I literally love Mint Condition. My mom took me to a Mint Condition concert when I was like 13 and I was, Aww. everyone in there was like 50 plus. Like, <laughs> um, and then, of course, my goal goes to Stevie Wonder because he's Stevie Wonder. I mean, so. yes, I agree with Their that. Their favorite and so not even on their very best day if they were on steroids as well. Wow. I forgot my favorite Stevie Wonder song, but it's the one... Shucks, who's on the Cosby show? Talking about like, I'm gonna I'm let you know. Something about mm-hmm. February. January. He said a bunch of months to me. <laughs> hold on, hold on. It's gonna bother me. Give me a second. <laughs> okay, I got it. It's like, I just called to, to say, say I love you. I just called to say how much I care. Oh, I just called to say I love you. And I ran the bottom of my heart. It wasn't about months, it was about uh, seasons. No New Year's Day. Oh my gosh. To celebrate. No chocolate covered candy hearts to give away. I just got chills like that. I'm gonna listen to it. I forgot about it. Oh, he just has so many good songs. Like you know, I don't have a heart. Like well, I do. I actually have a, a yeah, big. Like I'm very sensitive when it comes to like watching movies. Like I cry so so easily. Yeah, you cry. I cry at the drop of a hat. Yeah. Like <laughs> like the drop. Like I know it. Like most people, I know you didn't cry, but a lot of people cry when they saw when they see us. I was mainly in, in shock when I literally as soon. I think it was about maybe five six seconds into the preview when they show one of their faces. I was like, oh my gosh! Like and yeah. it was like tearing up already. Like I don't cry easily. I can't tell you the last movie I cried at. I don't cry easily in real life, but when it comes to like watching right. things, like it don't take much at all, really. I mean, like I don't like anything. Richard said he doesn't cry at all, which is like weird to me but i might have like a quarterly cry he be having he he got a richard uh, like, I, he I have a pint richard. of ice cream and, and i want a rich i know i listen i got theories about richard okay <laughs> i feel like he got someone find his youtube channel i'm telling you he got eight hundred thousand subscribers on youtube i'm telling you he be crying like a baby <laughs> like I, listen well I, I was going with that like i mean you're romantic i'm the exact opposite but exactly steve I'm telling you, if your dude got you some flowers, you wouldn't be like, really? <laughs> I'm a romantic. I mean, I'm a huge I mean, I've been like, thanks, but that would make me feel uncomfortable. Really? Yes. That is so, that's so cute. That would make me feel so uncomfortable. That's so like, cute. They grow the ground. Like. Yeah, I hope you find a lineage, a dude that's going to give her some flowers and stuff. <sighs> okay. Like I said, it, I just girl, want. You got it. I just want somebody that's going to leave me alone when I want them to. <laughs> I'm telling you, you remind me of friend, even though I know you don't like her voice. She was like, we gonna have to have separate rooms. <laughs> I was like, okay. I would love that. <laughs> um, no, but I was saying that Stevie, Stevie Wonder, like one of his songs is the only thing that has ever, ever, ever made me think about my wedding day. And that's Overjoyed. I have to listen to that. You told me about that song. I like that. The, I'm like, that's the only thing that has ever happened to me that can make me like picture a wedding day. It was me not in the audience. So. <laughs> okay. 
judgment. That and someone you love. That would be my first dance. He would have no autonomy over. <laughs> you can have the second dance song. Yeah. So. Well, uh, we have it archives here, so we can just play this back. Okay. Um. So my for my genre, I pick gospel. Okay. So a gospel artist I think that's overrated is Tina Campbell. Now it's not to say that like you're that god. <laughs> not to say that like she people love her because i don't think people love her anymore but that whole trump fiasco and like all that stuff and then people still like i still see her around i'm just like yeah you know like <laughs> you freaking suck like, i just thought you were like because i was like mary mary you were like mary mary for <laughs> <laughs> campbell because i love it I freaking I love everything about Erica Campbell, like every single thing. Her family, her life, like she's amazing. Um, a gospel artist I think that's underrated is the Walls Group. They're like uh, they're siblings and like I know you don't like singing, but they sing down. It's insane. Um, a gospel artist I like is Kiara Clark Sheard. Hey Kiki, I freaking love her. Yeah. I love again. I love everything about freaking, her. Freaking, you loved me. That's all we that's how will also bring me to tears yeah like she sings um the song that one of the times she it's not her song i found out later but i forgot what it's called i could pull it up for what like there's a line in it that like you see the stars you you put the stars in the sky you know them by name like i just love her i love her worship i just love and she has like an amazing personality she got a little youtube channel i watch it sometimes um not always but she's super dope to me a gospel artist i secretly like i don't have one for this one because I don't normally if you secretly like something they're problematic mm-hmm. and the the gospel artist that's problematic I don't like mm-hmm. so even Chris Brown is not secret to me if yeah secret, I would have said it <laughs> right like Kim Burrell is like the the gospel artist that's problematic that comes to mind I don't really care for Kim Burrell's music I love Have Faith in Me that's the only song by Kim, Kim Burrell like and I maybe I'm not maybe there's a song that I I like that's by Kimberell that I don't know that it's by Kimberell yeah, but, but she sucks, so. I don't I don't actively seek out Kimberell like I seek out other artists and I I update my gospel playlist pretty regularly so I don't there's not yeah I'm super like, good on that that reminds me of what, remember did you see that on Crystal Story when they were like what's your guilty pleasure and she's like none of my pleasures spark guilt I was like Ooh. I love Crystal right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, favorite gospel artist of all time is Donnie McClurkin. I just his voice. I, I, honorable mention goes to um, Fred Hammond. I was just about to say Fred Hammond <laughs> for me. Like to, or Marvin said, oh never would have made it. The <laughs> we'll blacks love labels would have made it. I mean, I Donnie McClurkin and Fred Hammond have similar sounds to me. I just love that sound, you know. Um, so definitely that for of all time now the goat of gospel music to me like the freak yolanda adams like i just don't i mean there are old heads in gospel like uh the clark sisters whatever but like the goat like yolanda adams spans genres like people will do will need a tribute and ask her to do it right freaking uh Aretha. Aretha tribute was done by yolanda adams that, that doesn't happen like people know erica campbell can sing people know Kiara Shear can sing. Um, what's my girl that did thing with Nicki Minaj? I like her too. I never mentioned her. Dang. Tasha Cobbs. Mm. Like, they can sing, but they've never been asked to do something else, you know, or not yet. 
But Yolanda Adams, like, frick the goat, period. <laughs> like, just the goat. Period. Okay, let's move on. So now we did that. Let's talk about classical composers. Here we go. Someone will get mad. Right, so for my overrated <laughs> composer, I put Mozart. I knew I always put Mozart. I was overrated. I wouldn't like. I'm not trying to say he overrated. Like he sucks. No, like, Mozart definitely doesn't suck. Like I, I would, I would, I would fight for that. He doesn't suck. Yeah, like I don't mean it in that way. I'm just saying. I've said this multiple times on the show. My experience with Mozart, especially his orchestral yeah, music, has not brain. been great. Like I just feel like for you to be called boy genius, you could have put a little bit more elbow also, grease into this. Also, he didn't write anything for you. Nothing. He didn't write anything exclusively for viola, but he had the viola in mind. Symphonia Contratante, one of my favorite mm-hmm. um, concerti, concerti, and then um, he had some duos for violin and viola. Like he he wrote some stuff for us, but like I think the people that think he's like a a child prodigy out of the junk, I think. And I also, know, like someone like overrated. Tchaikovsky or Brahms didn't write nothing for us, but their bass parts were like they thought about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like. Mozart was like, well, we might could just pull something like that out of the head. Or, right. Or he wrote a cello part and then tacked on, but I'm like, you can't write the parts the same, not the same instrument. So. Ooh. I feel like people just think you could tack it on. And like, like, I get, like, the whole point of the bass is to double the, the cello line an octave lower, but also, like, you created an instrument that is the most, like, different from all the other ones. It's not even in the violin family. Like, yeah. So you're going to have to, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm going through. We should do back and forth. This you should do back and forth. Yes, yeah, okay. since we're doing the same genre. Okay, so a class a class composer that I think is overrated is Brahms. Really? I thought he was yeah. one of your favorite. Uh, I guess he can be both. And I don't really. Maybe I should be more clear. Like maybe not as a whole, but the viola stand Brahms mm-hmm. because of those two sonatas. Oh, meanwhile, they not. But they weren't even for us, and also <laughs> he didn't even want to do it. He did it because his publisher told him that he can make more money. Also, Brahms, I find not so much in his orchestral, his orchestral stuff, but a lot of his like chamber music is just clunky to play as a viola player. Like, I it feels like it's not thought out well. Like, I played that thing with Vina, and it's like this is freaking clunky. Like, it's hard to play, and not even like I can't play this. It's hard. Like, it stuff is just awkward. Like stuff that like you like. A violist wouldn't really do this. Mm-hmm. And then, um, same thing with, uh, what else did I play? I played some, one of his chamber pieces. I can't remember which one I'm drawing a blank. That doesn't help y'all. But <laughs> it's same thing. I'm like, this feels weird. And then even some of the stuff in the viola sonatas. Like, like when I play, when I play like the View Thomas viola sonatas, like, okay, this feels like it's challenging, but this feels good in my hand. Like when stuff don't feel good in my hand, like I have a problem with that. And like, who's to say like, sometimes Bach doesn't feel good in my hand. So I don't mean it like that. But, but also, that wasn't written for you. Ex- that's another thing. Yeah. Bach is incredibly ridiculous to play on bass. I, I imagine. It's so because stupid. Especially, <laughs> especially the majority of them suites is is built with fifths in mind. Right, I was just about to say, cello's tuned in fifths. Like, yeah. the, the finger is, like, handshake goes out the window. You, yeah. You crip walking. Yeah, like. <laughs> Freaking death drops and junk. <laughs> like... But I think you gotta invert chords and stuff too. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> like, because stuff just probably just doesn't work at you all. Literally don't. Like, so, but I don't. I think the viola stand Brahms a little bit too much for stuff that he he something that he didn't even do for us. So. Ooh. And pew, pew, pew. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you do underrated already? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay, go ahead. 
That's surprising. I don't I mean I can't really defend Brahms very much because I, I I actually like know hardly anything that Brahms wrote. I know his some of his third violin sonata, which goes. Uh, I know the first two movements of that. I mm-hmm. think, and I know I've played Brahms three. I don't remember any of it. Um, and Mike, it's not easy for me to say because that's why I said like specifically. I think he's overrated as a violist, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love his first symphony. I think it's like a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, I love three as well. You I skipped kn- one. <laughs> no, I didn't. You skipped one. It's not existent in my eyes. Oh, wow. <laughs> dang. <laughs> but I know his, what, the piano, the piano quintet. I know. Oh, yeah, the, viol- the piano quintet. I mean, the, I mean, that's amazing. That, that goes. Um, yeah, but I hardly know anything that Brahms wrote, so I can't even. For him, and I'm not gonna lie, like, there are some beautiful, like, when I took an audition, I saw those Brahms too. I was like, so I guess I'm not taking this, <laughs> like, wow. But there are some beautiful moments in Brahms too, but as a whole, it's just like a disappointment. Hmm. So, for my underrated composer, I tr- was trying to f- pick someone, and I decided to pick someone that I underrated, um, rather than I like, I don't know if their reputation, like, have they mm-hmm. been underrated, but I picked Rachmaninoff. Um, yeah, because I've like never thought nothing that like I don't know I just never did think about Rachmaninoff. I played his symphonic dances, and then I got to listen to him again recently. Like he did that. Like he was in his bag with them dang symphonic dances. Like the wind lines in those are like so 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 good. Mm-hmm. Like just the way that he writes them so that it's like the whole section is like one instrument. Like mm-hmm. it's so cool. <clears throat> I mean, I think to be fair, I think why. He- you might have unrated Rachmaninoff is because he writes a lot of piano, piano stuff. stuff yeah. So I'm like, I'm not really over there like that. Like, <laughs> right. right. And also, I don't really enjoy listening to piano music. I don't at all. But what's that dude at Gateways? During the opening? Let me see that. Okay. Um, Damien Sneed on piano. He pe- he played um, It As Well slash uh, Come Ye Disconsolate. How you say that word? Consolate. Okay, Katie. A master's degree um arranged by richard smallwood so already when i saw richard small here you go when i saw richard smallwood i was like okay what's well, already up my alley and um he played that piano down but it was already so that was probably the first time in a long time that i've played i've heard piano music i'm like this is freaking amazing but also it was like church music so i was kind of what's the word biased towards it Right, working on the walls and stuff. Huh? Right, working on the walls in and church? stuff. church? Yep. In the house they of the Lord? They were doing all kinds of stuff in church when I used to freaking rehearse there. Oh my God, I'd be like, we are at church, church parking lot, like, yo. Oh, you mean like for for a youth orchestra? Yeah, but also for church. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember much, like, like much happening. Like, people wasn't like, wilding, wilding. But, you know, PKs and stuff, so. Mm-hmm. Okay, composer I like I put uh, Hindemith. Oh, I didn't go underrated. Oh, no, never mind. Um, Forget it. No, (laughs) I was gonna say a composer that's underrated is Glinka. I mean, I don't really like Ludmilla, but um, I think Glinka's underrated. But the one I picked is uh, Samuel Coleridge Taylor. Like, I think he's underrated as a whole, or just any black composer. (laughs) Because I feel like Florence Price, even though they still won't program her for whatever reason. Oh yeah, she's black. Um, the fact that I, I just really enjoy playing his music—it's written well, it's exciting all the time, it's dynamic. Like I think he's un- underrated. 
Okay, so now a classical composer that you like. All right, well, I already accidentally said mine is Hindemith. Um, I don't mind Hindemith. Yeah, Hindemith always grows on me. Mm-hmm. I never like Hindemith in the beginning. And then I'm like, oh, okay, you might be doing something. Yeah, I, I wanted to learn a new sonata, and I almost picked and then I re- picked something else. But one of his, a lot, he, he championed the viola, so. Uh, and it's some beautiful writing as well. It's not so all. Did you. Sorry? So did you. Anyway, that's <laughs> the truth. The composer that I like um, is, of course, Adolphus Hellstort. I stand him. Another composer that champions the viola, mainly because of his relationship with Beverly Kane Baker. Um, I think a lot of a lot of his pieces um, are written for her, and also or in, with her in mind. And she's also recorded a lot of his viola works. So I really next. Anyway, a classical composer that you secretly like. Um, did I put anybody for this? Oh yeah, I did. Um, okay. you know, I'm going to know who it is, but we have talked about this before. The classical composer that I secretly like, it's not, a, I don't intentionally keep it a secret, but just, it just is. I put Nils Boltman. I've heard the name, but I don't know. Oh, he's also like a viola composer. Like mm-hmm. he composed all viola stuff. Um, that's what I was talking about that, um, those 10 viola duets that I have. Oh, the <laughs> then that has been now. I mean, one of them was literally named Crazy Chicken Dance. So, so I'm, but I'm good on that. <laughs> the Tim Viola does. He has an album called Troubadour Blue, which I bought. Um, and it has Tim Viola duets. A very short. I think the longest one is maybe three minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, a piece for solo viola, a suite for solo cello, and then a piece for viola and didgeridoo. You playing that on your next recital? Could you imagine? I freaking walk no. out there with a didgeridoo. Like what? <laughs> like, and God's willing, I'll never give another recital. What? You literally want to go to more school. You will give another recital. <laughs> like, like, All right. <laughs> like what? Oh, <laughs> that giant is stressful. I'm determined to do this piece with you. Who gonna play didgeridoo? First of all, there's no way you're gonna make it through that. How you know? Now, Delaney. First of all, where the hell are you gonna get didgeridoo? The didgeridoo store. All right. So first of all, how you gonna you just gonna count me out like that? I thought you were passionate about my success on bass and literally anything else. Not didgeridoo. No. Wow. Me, what's my passion? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Not okay. <laughs> a composer. Oh god. Don't drag me. But a composer I secretly like. Oh, I already know. Miss Strauss, Reichard. Now, even though he's in inter- See, and this is why I feel like I'm added to the problem because <laughs> people know Wagner is problematic, but still compose, uh, still program him. I secretly like Strauss. I'm telling y'all my secrets. So much I love y'all, Be- mainly because of Rose and Cavalier. Like that piece, piece is lit. Is amazing, like from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's probably all, most of, and I like on Haydn Laban. And <laughs> I like Ellen Heidenleben. Okay, okay, so I'm Heidenleben because no, because you messed me up because you say Heidenleben. <laughs> so I try to say Heidenleben, right? Yeah, I'm Heidenleben, and a lot of people don't say the Ein part. I do, but 
like I'm just got all kind of stuff floating in my head. Unhealed may have been. I feel like sounds better to me as an excerpt, which is what I heard it for, which I is what I heard it as first mm-hmm. for the longest time. And I realized I had never heard the piece, and I listened piece to it. I was like, lit. that's not what I was expecting. I really like the piece. I don't understand why I mean, you can't really everything hear... has to be two D. Like it doesn't. And I like, promise it doesn't. Why do you have to have like four thousand subjects at once? <laughs> Like and don't don't nobody got the pulse, <laughs> right? That's exactly. how Strauss writes. Like, like the have a live was kind of hard to do with a certain someone conducting mm-hmm. because there's no downbeat or just just fluffing. like you just you're just in a flurry of like, music like, all of a sudden like this almost feels like Debussy like <laughs> right maybe Debussy's favorite composer right so and that would be on brand for him mm. could you imagine oh I should have done that I should have trolled John be like I secretly like. I would have turned off the mic. First of all, they well, would be like, you sound dumb because... Debussy's worse than... Strauss is worse than Debussy because Debussy didn't kill people. So. Oh, yeah. I meant, like, because his music because I've been... I clown Debussy every episode. And people would be like, you just sound dumb because why would you do that if you just liked him? You could have just liked him. <laughs> Who... Debussy wrote... No. See, even the stuff that I might could like is by, by Ravel. Right. <laughs> Ravel's like Debussy light. Yeah, and actually... Yeah. Except, or is it heavy? Because there's downbeats in Ravel. Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah, Debussy heavy. There's this one. Is that the 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 Is that Debussy, right? I, I literally couldn't sing you a single thing by Debussy. Maybe Claire de Lune. <laughs> I can barely sing that. I was looking. De- oh, no, actually, I'm not gonna say that. I'll tell you after. I'm not gonna tell the world, but I could sing one excerpt from Lemaire. Oh, Lemaire! Jasmine got emotional when I said it was trash. Lemaire's not trash. I took it back. Like Lemaire, okay, um, Lemaire is not trash. But I just, I just don't like Debussy. According to this world trash and ocean go together so oh true what makes so technically it is trash or at least a trash holder plastic bottle holder nice we're back here it hasn't Um, happened yet in the episode so (laughs) we're doing good what um all right so you already said you're secretly like right Mm mm-hmm Oh yeah, I'm stressed. Okay, so for my fave, obviously we can just speed through this one. Yeah, we got the same one. Okay, <laughs> my favorite composer of all time is Tchaikovsky. Yeah, so and the goat. Okay, so <laughs> it, okay, obviously, because I'm I, I love Tchaikovsky, but I wouldn't call him the goat by far. Yeah, I wouldn't call him the goat either. Especially like freaking Jasmine and who else was it, was it inflicted with confusion? That said, uh, was it Peyton? With Jasmine, who said that Tchaikovsky never reached his full potential, but that's not even his fault. Like, it's not his fault because I feel like if Tchaikovsky, because I feel like five symphonies five, I don't like four. I'm I'm I don't like okay. I don't hate all of four, but yeah, I've heard a lot of people say they don't like four. But I feel like five and six is where we started to kind of see him going there, especially like second movement of six. It's like, what the heck? Um. <laughs> let's not do it let's not do it i was about to say it because if you start singing i'm gonna sing <laughs> but um but he y'all stressing out he died early also okay was his opera a flop like yes but he wrote like so his his romeo and juliet is the real romeo and juliet to me like it's just everything is like heartfelt and beautiful but to be the goat you also can't have everything be heartfelt and beautiful like that's boring right so and then who do you say like beethoven no like i don't like to have a goat in classical music when everybody's building off of everybody else. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, I guess that's all music. Like Bach. Maybe still, Bach could be the goat. But then, if we're gonna talk about Bach, then we gotta go before Bach. People who who were who inspired him. And then, I mean, if you want to say who the goat is, 
Hildegard? <laughs> okay, not no. <laughs> like, <laughs> just because somebody was inspired by you don't mean that they didn't do it better than you. That is true. So <laughs> I would not. I could, I could never listen to Hildegard's music. It's too high and too whiny. I'm super good. But I understand what she did for classical music or music as it was called back then. Um, your face. <laughs> like I would. I could listen to Hildegard's stuff. It's freaking terrible. It's so freaking high. Like, yeah, I feel like. Yeah, they can't really be a goat, especially because like there are certain composers that like they were the goat of like this one aspect. Of, yeah, like, you perfected this or you right. set the standard for this, but like not for everything. And also like okay, so the whole genre. Haydn championed the symphony, but then like look at Haydn symphonies. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like right. <laughs> like you put a like people how did put a forte in something the girls went nuts like imagine like how how boring does your music have to be people are already falling asleep in your concerts that's and why he did it symphony exactly like you literally have to write something specifically to wake people up and like you got to symphony 94 and now it's now it's exciting like that like <laughs> <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like but Haydn was one of the people who championed the symphony so i guess as they knew it then yeah yeah you know, but people remember people also didn't have running water, right? And now so the standards are pretty low. You know, stuff always seems good to get better, <laughs> right? Like when I guess like the first shower, I remember. <laughs> I, think, I think it's like a raisin in the sun that play. Maybe it's raisin in the sun. They were like, there's a line that's like, "Oh, I want me a shower." Like, oh, you gonna buy me one of them shower things? <laughs> okay. <laughs> like baths seem really really nice. Some I people mean, some shower. people some people. I mean, some people don't care some about showers at all. Like so. wash so the first leg wash some of y'all just had that <laughs> so so we're gonna move on <laughs> they didn't let, let us know some people they were watching us, them before let us know who you're well I, probably I would put, i would keep going like you did to me earlier but we already did that once so let's not and also we have a fight to catch so no that's true that's why well i mean no okay <laughs> um we are moving on i'll probably put this on the ig people can type in what they think that'd be that'd be cute oh true okay cool social media guru okay forgetting to post last week (laughs) or two weeks ago okay and we're moving on all right y'all so we're moving on and we're talking about the gateways festival that's my favorite part um i love gateways and we're gonna do a recap of what we experienced this year and talk about some stuff or whatever and yeah all right so for those of you who don't know uh the gateways music festival was founded by armenta adams dumasami dumasani okay um she was a former professor of music associate professor of music at the eastman school of music um she was a pianist she's a pianist (laughs) and i'm struggling it's it's late okay um and yeah she wanted she wanted to see what will happen if a bunch of black people got together playing music and the rest is history so it happens every other year i'm not gonna get into that i don't know what the word for that is bye bye i think it's biennial but y'all can tell if it's biannual or biennial it can't biannual has to be twice a year yeah, it just has to I'm, be. I'm 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 like 97 percent sure that biannual is twice a year biennial is every other year but you know what trips me up bi-weekly means every other week oh my gosh so what is twice a week is there a word for that or no 
I'm like I'm because that always like confuse me. I'm pretty sure bi weekly. Yeah, bi weekly yeah. means every other week. Biennial. So it's definitely every other year. I just googled it. Yeah. So you tell Richard. Richard think he know everything. I mean, he does. <laughs> like not everything. Um. So yeah, happens by annually. Okay, this don't make no sense because okay, I didn't want to pull over and do this. However, I just Google bi-weekly and it says bi-weekly means either occurring every two weeks or occurring twice every week. It can't mean both. It can't. But you know, it's English, which doesn't make sense. Right. So English is terrible. What a waste. Okay. And people be like, just speak English when people like are whatever. And it's like English is freaking hard English and you don't so even speak hard. it well. I think it's about like, I think it's like the third hardest language on because there's so many, there's so many um, irregular pronunciations words that mean multiple things uh just all kinds of stuff that don't make no sense i'm and also with english for every rule is an exception like every every single time i learned a grammar rule in english excuse me i remember learning an exception like that like on the same day and it's like french is not really like that like you learn the passe composé and like that's freaking it like there's there's literally nothing else to it um but yeah, point of this is Gateways happens every other year at Eastman. Um, it's for classical musicians from, uh, that have are from African descent. Uh, so and we all get together and we play classical music and we have a black time. And the thing I love about Gateways is that all the playings at an incredibly high level. So this year the um, I was saying before the audio got trashed that um the orchestra was star-studded this year especially in the wind section um and y'all know like i, I like i like to have a good time so but every time there was a freaking wind solo i had to try not to be ghetto because like i i even told hassan shout out to black excellence last week that i went up to him and i was like i've been playing viola for a long time and i have never heard no oboe playing like that before in my entire life like i just i just haven't and um i was sitting for half the concert i said second desk but for the other half i sat dead last which means i was right in front of the oboe and titus is like making my edges like singe off like i couldn't like I, and then I, and and what's not fair is jasmine was set second oboe so I'm, I'm not gonna ruin this for her you know what i'm saying i'm not gonna be like freaking ratchet even though i wanted to be because every time she would just fill in and and support him i'd be like oh <gasps> Um, but I, I stay, I stay looking forward because I know it's annoying for you, for you to see people turning back. Um, but yeah, Monica bassoon playing like, I'm like, wow. Um, so yeah, it was just, it's just a lot of high, everybody, somebody professor, everybody, somebody first flew, everybody, somebody principal oboe It's freaking in the brass and this, I don't know y'all it's, it's ridiculous. So, um, we both, uh, participated in gateways in some effect so we both participated in gateways in some way so delaney you want to say what your role in gateways was this year sure so no delaney delaney yes you didn't even let me because you act like i don't know you i want you to tell me what your role in gateways was great got it heard you the first time no what i want you to make sure you understand me like i understand what, you loud and clear i want you to t- i want you to tell the people what you did yes okay okay roger that <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> okay 
Get on my nerves. All right, so we both know that. Okay. What my main role? I didn't even have a role in Gateways. I was mainly a spectator. I was one hundred percent a spectator. Um, I didn't participate in the mm-hmm. orchestra. I was. I literally was a spectator. I was no part of. I had no affiliation with the festival, other than I knew people that were in it. So if y'all were doing something, I would just be hanging off like a skin tag. See, I, I, see, you, okay. I'm the. I was the skin tag of the festival. That was my role. Skin tags don't hang. <laughs> by the way, how? Do, what do they do? They sit on nah. top. What kind of skin tags you got? Okay, but no, I'm saying like <laughs> they can't. That's how. That's why they're tags. They don't like hang like they floppy, but yeah, like tag your it like nice, nice little gesture. It's like we're. You know welcoming. what skin tag is? Mm-hmm. What is it? It's a little bit of skin that sits on top of something. No, but skin. like when you have when it hurts, like a piece mm-hmm. of skin that's off. Oh, you mean that kind of skin tag? Yes. Or the one be between your, your in your in your this. Nobody knows what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna tell y'all where she pointed to. Could you imagine how wide this is? She's she talking about this her is a PG like podcast. Her <laughs> I was gonna say something ridiculous. Like you said, what your cuticle? Oh, like, I think you said something else. What? Nothing. Let's just get through this episode. Oh my goodness. We pull over for everything. Everything. Um, yeah, but like, you know, the skin tag is like a piece of skin that may hang off your finger or something. And it's like you think you could take it off and it not won't hurt. And then it's search. I thought you said you were going to keep going. Extremely painful. I'm just explaining to them my role in the festival, which is what you asked me to do. So I was the skin tag of the festival. Um, I did not participate like in the orchestra and playing at all because it's a music festival for musicians um, who are good. So right, meanwhile, three hundred people applied, and it took less than half of that. Right, the best of the best, cream of the crop. You, Jasmine, Titus, Monica, Hassan. First of all, do not put me in the same Jason, as any of those Jermaine, people. Caitlin. Um. Okay. Also, there was a lot of amazing violists that I noticed that weren't there this year. Like it's literally luck of the draw, except for the wins. Like, except for the wins. It's literally not luck of the draw. It's luck um, of the draw. It's literally not. Because yes. there are people that come every year. How does that look at the draw? The winds come every year. Strings, mm, yeah. There's a couple. Of pe- you know, I'm not gonna say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, there are certain string players like Caitlyn. Who when they turn it when they turn away, Caitlyn. Jen they ain't turn away. But she that's different. She's like on the board. Jen's different. Kermaine. If a tie-o. Like there's certain people that are they're going to like, yes they'll they'll be there every year. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so skin tag at the festival. Um, long story short, I am letting you go. I'm moving on. Long story short, I was sitting. At, I was there for the whole thing. Basically, she just I flew out. Basically, I saw everybody there. I was like, dang, all my friends are there having fun, being black, playing music. And I'm sitting here at work, so I'm going to go for the weekend. So I asked for the day off. I text my boss, ask for the day off. She calls me, so I'm like, oh, here we go. I don't know. I'm what telling you, sh- like a call from your boss, like, I'd have felt special. <laughs> but I just didn't know. Like, you text, I text her, ask for something, and then she called me. I'm like, oh, my God, what this going to be? But she was like, oh, my gosh, like, of course you can go to Gateways, and we're happy to pay for your flight. And 
your hotel, which I turned down the hotel because I had already said I was gonna stay with Katie, and I didn't want to be like, oh yeah, I'm a, I don't have nowhere to stay because I literally had somewhere to stay. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, but they flew me out, and she was like, oh, we'll be happy to pay you for the time that you're there because she wanted, like, they wanted me to talk to people and you know, just get don't need out here, y'all. All right, this you're um, not. You know who else was flew out? Garrett. So so different are you kidding similar similar yeah both got on the plane to get here yeah both came from the so west so did you yeah both play instruments no i live in rochester barely you did before girl anyway meanwhile garrett is literally moderating a panel and 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 being a crusader and i'm <laughs> And I'm but a speck of lint in his dress. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you know what, y'all? I apologize because I made y'all have to deal with that. I, for that, I am truly sorry. I should just edit it out. <laughs> Keep okay. going. Please don't. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, that's what I was doing. I was basically like, I'm, I'm just glad that my job sees the value in hearing the, the voices of, of people of color, but black people because. There are people of color in my office that like barely, but like they're like two, three, and you know there's some different backgrounds like people who are like from another country, and um, but some people that are like first, maybe second, third generation, um, but they're not black people, um, so it's nice that they're like yeah, go to this black event and talk to people that are in the field. And bring us back some health information. So that's what I did. It took forever. What took forever? That whole explanation. Because yeah. You had a problem with my role in the festival. Anyway, so uh, my role in the festival was I was a performer. I was a violist. I played violist. Anyway, so. Um, Cream of the crop. So. Um, I was in a chamber group and I was in orchestra. This is typical. Um, overwhelming majority of musicians are going to be in orchestra and in chamber. They bring in um, extra musicians as well because there are people giving like chamber music recitals. You might only be playing chamber music. It just depends on what they assign, what they see fit. But the overwhelming majority of musicians, like I said, are in orchestra and chamber. So I had an amazing chamber group. Shout out to Patricia Reeves. Love her. And uh, Lionel, who I just met. Um, and we played some random Beethoven serenade I never heard. It was cute or whatever, I, for the most part. Um, so that was a lot of fun. I really like working with them. Also, Patricia is like some upper echelon assistant principal of the Richmond Symphony. So like she was gathering us. and it, But like in the most wonderful way. Like it was such a great experience. And then I was in orchestra getting my edges snatched by all the amazing talent surrounding me. Like, whoa. I just love black people. Like, like it was just freaking ridiculous. Everybody is good. Everybody is amazing. Um, so yeah, that's what I did in the festival, whatever. Um, so there was a lot of amazing things happening during the festival. One thing Lee Koontz, who's the director of Gateways, did this year, um, is he wanted to make it feel more like a festival. A lot of the times, um, in the past, Gateways would be dark sometimes because everybody's in rehearsal. So what he did was program 
<clears throat> events to be happening. So a lot of the times, like we had uh, rehearsals that would conflict with performances just so that people in the community can be experiencing gateways and not just having to go to the chamber music concerts and the final concert. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though um, Delaney, you weren't performing, you were in, uh, there was a lot of other things uh, going on that you got to experience as well so let's talk about some of our highlights of the festival like there were some new things this year like after dark there was a bunch of um, presentations so let's get into that what are some of your highlights we can go back and forth for this as well because like why not one of my highlights was after the concert they had this bread it was okay <laughs> I hate I'm black mad. people. I'm like, mad. y'all miss bread. Like, you and Richard had a plate of bread. <laughs> like, okay, first of all, y'all know I love bread. And I'm mad because Troy, the cellist, he was looking at me. He was like, you butter on every piece of that bread, are you? I was like, okay. <laughs> first oh, of all, Troy. I was like, you did not have to come for my neck. Like, yes, I like bread and butter. It's not Period, pool. Right. Um, now, but for real, the Florence Price Symphony at the end, Bruh. um, was crazy. I'm like, I'm like, y'all really, y'all really have music like this and y'all not playing it cause she, cause she black. What? What the heck? That symphony is incredible. Shout out to Eastman. Uh, shout out to Gateways. Anything? For right. Sorry. Bringing. No, no, Go ahead. Cause I'm about to say something terrible. So. Okay. I was just going to say any, comp- anything that freaking hiding wrote pales in comparison to that symphony like that one that one symphony not even the the other ones that she wrote just that one it was uh symphony number three by the way um shout out to gateways for bringing um black composers into kodak hall because that's the only way it's gonna happen so i mean (laughs) that's another conversation for another day but let's just say eastman dropped their rehearsal schedule for um the fall and it's pathetic so (laughs) good thing i'm glad those those chairs and those walls in the stage got to experience florence price and other black composers carlos simon because that's the only way it's gonna happen right so rpo ain't playing it so right but sorry to cut you off but i just i mean (laughs) yeah that and lift every voice was um nice it was a one highlight was that he literally said it's go- the theme of lift every voice is gonna come through a couple times before the actual full theme happens so like don't stand up until it's the full theme because you're just gonna be looking ridiculous Crazy. so when one lady hopped up when the first little thing came up and then i think her pride wouldn't let her sit back down so she was standing up for a good 15 minutes looking <laughs> by herself <laughs> in this in this theater that seats 2600 people <laughs> <laughs> the only one standing up so that was hilarious and i'm also very very surprised i did not cry i i, I almost got there it was um playing i actually really like that piece first of all the opening is like all tribal and stuff um and just seeing like so many people standing singing lift every voice and sing with us playing it and like i had chills like i had so much chills and it's like where the place in which we are singing this piece like this song like it just was an amazing experience mm-hmm. shout out to vina for showing off you know vina had to show out like right. anybody asked for all that right <laughs> we in the audience meanwhile you in full operatic <laughs> <laughs> like mode right. girl i leaned over i was like show off <laughs> <laughs> right 
doing a lot. Um, one of my highlights was when uh, Monica Ellis called me famous. Um, it was a lie, but meanwhile, no, it's literally a lie. But it's I appreciated not. that. I appreciated that because it, it it's more than her just joking around with me. It's the fact that like this is something. This is something different that I experience with black musicians in this field that I don't experience with others. So I met Monica on a whim in April. I went to one of her talks that she was doing here at Eastman. Introduced myself. Delaney was with me. We introduced ourselves to her um, and told her about our podcast. And um, I ran into her at dinner on the first night. And she was like, hey. And I was like, I'm looking dumb. Because I'm like, hey. She's like, you don't remember me? I was like, (laughs) I was like, I do, but I didn't think you remember me. Like, girl, no, I was here in April. You don't remember? I was like, that just, in my experience, that just doesn't happen. And, like, mm-hmm. that's one of the things I love about gateways. Like, um, gateways honestly changed my life. And I know that sounds, like, dramatic. Um, but it literally did because when I, when I first uh, did my first gateways, I just finished my first year at Eastman. So, I, whatever, I was doing whatever. I had a black teacher, so I felt okay, but... This was my first time feeling at home in the classical music community. And it's stuff like that. It's interactions like that. Like people are always looking out for you and stuff like that. And remembering a face and being like making you feel like so comfortable and like ain't nobody better than nobody else. Like she don't have to talk to me. Are you kidding? Are you, you know who you are? Like Amani, like you are that girl. Like, so um, that was definitely one of my highlights. Those small. I loved it. Um, I'm trying to think of another highlight. Oh, Get with After Dark was fun. Oh, I was only, yeah. I was only there for a little bit, but people don't only play classical music. So it was cool to see people uh, getting up there and improvising, which, okay. Uh, go ahead, y'all. Shout out to y'all who don't need right, shoot music. Right, I was music. about to see when you was like, people don't only play classical music. I'm like, that's true, but I do. So Right. <laughs> Like that's that's all I do. <laughs> I mean, I play cla- I play I'll play popular music if you give me the sheet music for it. Right, like, we all out. I played a couple tributes. Like I just played the Aretha Franklin tribute. That was amazing. But they gave me the Aretha Franklin tribute suite for orchestra. <laughs> like, See, they gave you the music. It was all written out, all nice. Right. <laughs> like uh, Kaylin got up there and dust the girls. Like mm-hmm. got a stand ovation and like <laughs> right with her lacy top on. See you, Kaylin. Mm-hmm. I was listen. Kayla had a dress on. I was like, "Who are you looking like? Like, what are you? What, what you say? Who, who are you trying to walk past? <laughs> right? I was like, "Who are you trying to walk past? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, game was after dark. That was after hours. Game was after hours. Um, I missed the party this year. Not really. I'm trying to figure out what happened. Like, cause I saw the pictures and it was lit. And it was, it was like, okay when I went. But I think what happened is I went, they didn't have no vegan options. So I left with you and Richard to go get food. And that food was bomb. It was, I, it was worse. I can't believe we, we didn't go there more often during the year. Oh yeah, it was so good. We should. Um, and then we came back and then it was dead and then it was over. But, um, <laughs> but uh, definitely like every night at Gateway's, people are downstairs in the lobby hanging out so that's definitely one of my favorite things like you kind of get to know people a little bit every, people are drinking so they a little bit more relaxed and like it's uh that's one of my favorite parts too just mingling like talking to people I'm, i connected with bert uh what mason 
trombone player. I've been, I've been wanting to talk to him since I saw him in LA because he plays in the Met and like, hey girl, I want to know what you like. What's that like? Um, so that was cool. And like talking to other people, talking to Jessica McJunkins. I haven't seen her. Shoot, no, I saw her. I saw her at Sphinx. Um, so yeah, that was cool too. Uh, I don't want to forget anything. I feel like, oh, you know what I loved? Mm-hmm. Okay, I can't believe I'm saying this, but um, oh. the I I enjoyed seeing some of my kids at the side by side concert. They were like Miss Brown, and then one of my students was like, "Oh, Miss Brown, I'm surprised you ain't copy me." I'm like, "You're literally 12," because she swears, <laughs> she swears that um, because every every once in a while we have the same hairstyle so she swears that i'd be copying her and i'm like one if i were that would be illegal because how am i finding this out how am i <laughs> how am i finding out that you're doing your hair in the morning um she'd be like and she kept like turning around and looking at me she's smiling and stuff and like it was really really cute and um also i like them seeing me in this way like normally when they see me i'm in front of them conducting but like i'm sitting in the orchestra with you i'm playing so that was actually a highlight like versatile you sound crazy. How do I sound crazy? It's literally versatile. Teaching, playing. <sighs> so, um, yeah, Gateways was fun. Thoroughly enjoyed myself. Um, it always feels like I'm coming home. Like, um, so yeah, uh, any of the pieces at the concert or during at any of the chamber music uh, concerts, like, did anything stick out to you? Besides the ones you mentioned. Besides, oh, the, the freaking first piece by Carlos Simon the, with the brass. Amen. When they was standing up, I was like, now hold up. Wait, they were standing up? Yeah, you didn't know. Oh, they're behind you. Yeah, they were standing <laughs> up. Oh, shoot. Yeah, they had, like, whenever they had a solo, they would stand up. The trombone started off standing up because they was doing that. Then you know that sound they can make. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The brass in that piece go crazy. Like, yo, it is insane. Like, if people have to check that piece. I mean, honestly, are they going to release recordings for Gateways? Do they normally? Yeah, usually. Um, th- I don't know about that because, like, how that's going to work because he's a living composer. Like, I don't mm. know. That's probably up to him. But they usually release recordings for some things. Also, that piece was originally written for like wind band so you can yeah. find the wind band recording it was my piece of the week last week wasn't it i think so girl maybe yeah because no, I, so. I did black excellence last week couldn't have been it was your piece of the week girl i don't know it was a piece of the week but we no, but you know what wasn't he oh girl i'm lost now but <laughs> uh i was gonna say wasn't Look he <laughs> but on, on his website we were on his website oh for something else but um okay we were on his website and it's on there. There's a recording of whatever pe- whatever school he commissioned that work for. Yeah, I think it was University of Michigan. But I love it how it sounds with orchestra. Yeah. Like I, so, I mean, it's up to him. It's up to the discretion of Carlos and um, why am I blanking on his name? The conductor. <laughs> what is his Michael name? Morgan? Yeah, it's up to the, it's them two who finna decide if they'll release um, that but that piece go went crazy um uh piece that stood out to me i'm trying to think what we even played besides the price 
ain't finna hold episodes. you. I'm not finna hold you. I liked episodes a lot. And I'm so annoying. I went to Jasmine. I'm like, Jasmine, aren't you proud of me? I like episodes. Because, you know, there was definitely a couple times where it went bigger than him. Definitely. Okay. Um, <laughs> But I thought it was really, really cool. And it, it kind of, it's by Ollie Wilson. And also, I'm familiar with the name and have a little place in my heart. He recently passed away um, for him because Mr. Taylor did the West Coast premiere of the Ollie Wilson Viola Concerto back sometime this year. Oh, I think that was what he was over there for? Yeah. Oh, uh, right, they did mention his concerto. Right. So, um, you doing it? Absolutely not. Ollie Wilson's freaking hard. Let's play Waltman soon, okay? Um, and it's it's a lot and this stuff happening all over the place but i think it's really cool like i like new music when it's organized and has a beginning middle and end not a middle and beginning so okay <laughs> or um or if you're a wc middle and end or, or just middle just, yeah how about to say just, you're like you're just all of a sudden you're just in the piece <gasps> delaney what at the opening uh thing uh what's called i was gonna say plenary but this is not sphinx but whatever the opening reception mm-hmm. why to play a piece by debbie c it was like and the only thing it was what was it because i kind of blocked it out was it piano well no they wouldn't have harp and piano that doesn't make sense oh here i go here i go it was viola harp and flute and the problem I have with WC's music, I think the more I don't like him, the more I, the more things I see what's wrong with him. All his th- all his stuff sound like you heard it before. Have you noticed that? No, I don't listen to WC. <laughs> well, I was stuff through that no more. Well, I was forced to listen to him, so um, and I'm I was at the front. Loss. <laughs> I was up at the front, so I had to act like I like I was paying attention. Cause when I saw Amadi get up there, I was like, oh, let me let me tuck this piece in my back pocket, and then. It was WC, and I knew. I didn't even have to look at the program. I knew it was going to be WC. Only thing that saved that piece was the playing. Like, uh, Jacqueline, um, she was back excellence before, was on flute. Freaking ridiculous. Like, she's she's literally perfect. So there's, there's no fault. Um, but, yeah. So, do you have any major takeaways from Gateways? Um, major takeaways. Um kind of i would say i mean i was mostly just like sitting and talking to people um so some major takeaways that i had based on the conversations that i had um was just the importance of seeing you know black people on stage playing classical music um because as some of you may know if you've listened or read about gateways like or listen to some of the wxxi interviews that they do every year you'll know that like lee the um the director of the festival said like gateways is not a diversity initiative like it's more about seeing these black musicians on stage um so i asked a couple people about that and and that's something that um i took away from pretty much every conversation i had was like how important it was for them to see that and like I know you you talked about like how after gateways you felt you know at home or you felt accepted by classical music community I feel like that was um something that I heard a lot 
um and then also about like how other people seeing black musicians on stage sort of changes the perception of like what a black person can be so yeah Um, for me, I definitely feel like I said before, like I gateways literally changed my life. So, um, for me, like one thing I, one thing I definitely wanted was, like I said, I wanted a mentor and in a lot of other fields, like you'll ask somebody for a mentor, but it's like kind of weird in classical music, like people don't really do that. Um, but like I went to the festival, I just did my thing and I talked to people and I walked away with like three people who like I can just text and ask them, hey, I need this. Can you listen to this? Can you whatever? And Gateways really gives me a gives me like a, a foundation. Like it really holds me down. Like I get to meet people, people who are invested in my future, people who are p- passionate about my success. And I just really haven't had that experience anywhere else. Um in any other capacity ever in classical music um so yeah that definitely for me like gateways it feels like i'm coming home and i love it like so much and definitely how i feel in classical music a lot of the friends that i have made in classical music have been attributed to my experience in gateway so um definitely a huge thing for me also i want to go back honorable mention uh to the panel that garrett moderated um so upset i wasn't re- able to be there for that i forgot who was on the panel i know it was jen titus herb jess jess rob watt it's one more right that's it i think besides besides rob watt no that was it mm-hmm. yeah okay um just some of the conversations i was had i was like <laughs> okay um just a lot of matter of fact things like Tyler was saying like don't make them feel like you can't be here because we've always been here basically stuff that we've we've said too but like it's sometimes it's just nice to hear stuff from other people and said so eloquently mm-hmm. um and then this idea I think it was Garrett it's probably Garrett uh about how like white people have like this this like allegiance they pledge to classical music because they feel like it's rooted in their um in their culture and like what i mean what is that like okay sis but um and how when they see other people meanwhile when asians participate y'all say nothing but i digress um when they see people of color like black people participating in classical music it's like we inhinging upon their culture and blase blase and i'm just like girl these raggedy little quarter quarter notes like okay and and the thing is like i feel like black people are so open well i don't know i don't want to speak for all black people but when white people try black things we're we're never they're never confronted with as much hate as when it's the other way around like i just don't understand and maybe i'm biased because i'm a classical musician but like when iggy azalea be trying to rap and when all the jazz faculty at Eastman are white, it's like no one says anything about that. But it's like when when um black people try to be in classical music, now we find nooses in locker rooms. It doesn't. I don't understand. I forgot about that. And how could I? 
And also here at Swastika's all over the globe. I forgot about that too. Exactly. Like Swastika's are all over Eastman. Like, okay. No, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we speak at hyperbole. But it was like three. Yeah, it happened like. Um, but yeah, that was uh, honorable mention. Um, but I encourage all people of color to apply. I'm sorry, can't say that. I encourage all people of African descent to apply to the Gateways Music Festival. It happens by biennial. Um, and I know, like, I was talking to a friend, and they were like. Well, I don't know because like a lot of people are locked in stone, so like it's no guarantee that I'm gonna be there. I'm like, okay, certain people like is Herb going anywhere? Like, no, absolutely not, girl. Like, could you Herb's imagine like, they don't let him? In. He literally lives in Rochester. That's his home stage. He's in he the lives RPO. in Rochester, right? He plays in the RPO and he's on the board for Gateways. There's literally no part of that would make sense. However, people take opportunities. People take. I mean, a lot of black people like they kind of just like clear off that first two weeks of august because they know gay is gonna be there exactly. but but still it's like you never know someone might take a someone might take a another opportunity so you should just apply you never know um so yeah that's all i got for uh gateways and we are moving on all right to black excellence Black excellence where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top. And this week we're talking about Tamar Green. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to tune out. Jamaica Reach. All right. So Tamar Green is a first-generation British Jamaican um, American. Yes, one of his parents is British, one of his parents is Jamaican. Um, so leave that last part, that last blemish off of his. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, uh, Rochester native, born and raised. Um, Tamar is currently playing George Washington in Chicago's Hamilton. Um, before that, he was on the first national tour in the North American premiere of Love, or ne- Love Never... Okay, let me read. Love Never Dies, which is like a sequel to Phantom of the Opera. He also performed as the Crabman in Porgy and Bess at Spoleto. Um, he was a quartet leader of the inaugural cast of After Midnight on the Norwegian Escape. Okay, international. <laughs> um, he performed. Well, he got that in common. Okay, so he performed alongside Vanessa Williams and Norm Lewis in the New York Philharmonic Orchestra's production of Showboat at Lincoln Center, and he also performed the role of Fisherman in the Broadway the first national tour of the Gershwin of Gershwin's Porgy and Bess. So he be out here. Uh, he received his master's in music in performance and literature from the Eastman School of Music. Um, and Meliora. he did his Meliora, ever better. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> and he has his undergraduate studies in piano and um, computer science. I didn't science. even know all that. Dang. And computer science. How y'all be so smart? I just don't understand. And double. Okay. I guess y'all. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting Tamar at when I went to go see Hamilton last month. Um, I didn't even know he went to Eastman because what happened? I was with Nikki, so what happened was, uh, Tahira like introduced us and was like, "Oh yeah, he's Jamaican." And then after that, like it was a wrap. After that, like there was no 
there's nothing else you could say like oh which part did you make you from oh da, 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 da. like it was just it was crazy and then i found out after like oh he freaking went to eastman like got his master's degree from eastman um super humble super great guy he just did a takeover for um he just did a takeover for hamilton on their instagram but i'll link his website you can read more about him like um those are highlights of his career but he'd be out here like he uh does a lot of piano playing he teaches like just be popping so i'll link his website and i'll also link his social media so you can go take a look um and yeah check him out super great guy uh you have a piece of the week sure do um so piece this week randomly i was in an uber um which let me tell y'all i'm almost done with that after i almost died on this uber ride it wasn't this one but um side note yeah i literally almost died like i was like i just want to make it home alive like that's it but anyway i was in this uber in this fancy tesla it was like a 2018 tesla have you seen those but like no, it don't have it have no handle like i don't know how you put it he opened the door for me so i don't know like from the inside so i don't know how you but like there's no handle on it it's like i don't know and it has like a full like ipad looking thing like it has no dashboard controls oh. at all at all at all nothing is up there no, i don't just, think i've seen that one i've seen the one with the big old ipad in the middle but i haven't yeah, seen. yeah it has a big old ipad and it like will show you if there are cars next to you and like all this stuff anyway or you could just drive right um anyway he picked me up from disney hall and i'm like i wonder if did he turn classical music on because he knew i was he was picking me up from disney hall but he had classical music on and then i hear it's playing uh finlandia thank you so much for listening to classically black podcast finlandia you don't like finlandia no at all oh it's, like it's just a little piece it's like it's like a memory like because i was like oh, i remember playing finlandia like it's a it's a very like friendly piece like you know i guess it's okay i i have a funny story about finlandia because i had a, i had a student named corlista who was a bass player and she i was i just got to my new school and i was picking out music she's like miss brown what we finna play and i was like oh no i'm making copies now she's like i hope it ain't raggedy finlandia and i was like okay, okay. <laughs> I mean that brass uh, chorale in the beginning is beautiful. I mean, I haven't listened in a while, so I'll take a listen. Neither have I, and like I don't know, like I don't. It's just a piece that I played a couple times, like in the very beginning of me actually playing, like non arrangements, like that mm-hmm. sort of thing. It's very friendly for that type of thing. So I was like, oh come on, little fin- Finlandia! Like I ain't heard this piece in years. So, I thought that was really cute. It was a little blast from the past, but obviously I'm the only one. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe. I maybe I always... I'll always revisit a piece before I, I'm for sure. I'll let you know. Oh, yeah. You maybe. had to do that with the Mendelssohn String Symphony, too. That's right. I never did it. So, I'll do that. But, holding um, you to that. You I'm said literally what? not. I said holding you to that, and then I was like, I'm literally not. I genuinely don't literally care. forget. The minute I turn these mics off. <laughs> it also is not making any difference to me <laughs> <laughs> like uh but i've never really liked finlandia i'm not a huge sibelius fan but so his but um smiling concerto goes really okay the the first movement, the first movement of it goes are you kidding it's not it's not by far my favorite i don't that's the only other thing about sibelius i know i don't know any of his symphonies okay so which one i'm trying from his symphony number one you yeah, like I the his beginning of the 
Speaking no. in violin concert? Are you kidding? Right in? No. But he, his second movement of his first symphony is freaking go- like it will make you weep. Like what do I'll you give like? It, like <laughs> I just told you what I liked. That's it. It. That don't sound good to me. No, it's it's so good. I like his first symphony. Oh man, you gotta listen to Ray Chan play. I'm also I'm very much a like I like this recording of this, and if I listen to another recording, I probably won't like it. So like I listen to Ray Chan play the Sibelius Concerto, and that's it. I I just don't like that violin concerto at all. The heck, no, nah, you're <laughs> like, not really listening. Like at all, you're not listening. Like I'll be so lost. I'll be like, um, hello. Nah, that nah. I mean, granted, I haven't heard like it through and through, but the parts I have heard, I like very much. I don't. Girl, what the heck? I mean, you you'll be surprised at stuff I don't like. I don't like Brahms violin concerto. I don't. I don't know what that sounds like. I've never heard it, or I probably heard it. It just wasn't memorable to me. I don't know very much by Brahms. Like who said it? Who who defended Brahms to me today? Oh, freaking Vina talking about. Well, people gas Brahms because they feel like they have to because he wasn't gassing his in when he was alive, and I'm like, girl, okay. <laughs> I don't got a problem with Browns. I do think he's, I still stand by what I said. He's overrated. But uh, anyway, thank you so much for, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to Classic Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classic Black Podcast. If you have a piece of the week suggestion, black excellence suggestion, intermission suggestion, maybe someone should suggest intermission. That's like nice to do any. That'll be cute. Um, don't forget to send them to Classically Black Podcast at gmail.com and we will talk to you next week. Goodbye, y'all. Bye.